This episode is brought to you by Command Creative Studios. Looking to jump into the podcast world and start making your own content? Command Creative Studios is your one-stop shop for professional podcasts. With a team of audio engineers, music composers, and graphic designers, Command Creative Studios can get your podcast sounding professional as well as looking professional with custom music and artwork that's designed for your creative vision. Command Creative Studios also offers editing, mixing, as well as uploading your content to all major podcast services. For more information, please visit commandcreativestudios.com. That's commandcreativestudios.com. Excellent. Here we are again, episode three, Max. That was pretty good before we really get into it. Really fast, before we get into our play-by-play, I want to say thanks to everyone that's been supporting us and helping us grow this community. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Knight Rider 169 If you want to help out like Knight Rider and support this show, please head over to patreon.com slash rotyourbrainmedia. Also, our other show, Still Holds Up, starts up again this week, so please be on the lookout. If you haven't subscribed or followed, head over and click the link. Okay, now that that's out of the way, Max, episode three titled Long, Long Time. Yeah, um, this is one of those, I, I call it an Emmy episode. Um, sure. It was, it was, it was great. Um, I could see it making people cry. Um, it had a, a lot of information, back backstory-wise. Yeah. Um, I have... Just a few little gripes with the episode, but all in all, it's 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 great. It's great TV. Um, it was phenomenal. Yeah, um, I I've, do miss the soft opening though. See, I give this one a pass. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> I was really bummed when it just went right into um, the opening scene, uh, the opening music. Yeah. I was pretty bummed. No soft credit or no soft open. I think I slammed something. I was like, oh man. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, the whole episode really was a soft open. But uh, my thoughts, yeah, I think the uh, same thing with you. I'm pretty sure this episode will probably win some kind of an award. It was, I feel like it was written specifically for that. Um, the whole episode, it's interesting for how different it, it goes off the path of the video game, which yeah. I, which we'll go more into depth with that on our Wednesday's take on the whole thing. But overall, I love the episode. Yeah. Um, but like you, still some gripes and stuff. We can get through the play-by-play. So we're going to hit into spoilers. So you've been alerted. Yeah. So if you haven't watched the episode, you know, stop here. Go watch the episode, then resume. Yeah. But let's get into the uh, the play-by-play and then our feelings. Yeah, this episode was, you know, it's basically four-character he- heavy. You know, you get your Joel, Ellie, and you were finally introduced to Bill, played by Neil Offerman, and Frank, played by Murray Bartlett. Yeah. The pretty much the crust of the episode is is these four people. And there's a couple of ancillary characters, but nothing yeah. major, right? Yeah. I mean the show the show starts off in the present, uh starts off with uh Joel and Ellie kind of yeah. resting. Well they, they're ten miles from Boston. Right. Right. Um they they, they 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 open and you see Joel kind of his hand is still bruised and he's yeah. kind of still he's putting his hand in like a river yeah because remember he mentioned he had a fracture he thinks he has a fracture he thinks he has a fracture and you could see him he's thinking about that and then as they pan the camera out um you know you could see him 
obviously upset because this is obviously Tess. He just lost Tess yeah. uh, from the previous episode. And then he starts building um, a rock shrine, I guess. Yeah, um, he was stacking, stacking something. The rocks. I'm not really too sure. So, yeah, um, I haven't done a lot of research on that. Um, but I, I, I know usually... You know, when you're stacking rocks like that, it's like to mark a tomb or or he's building a kind of a shrine for her, right? Because she I'm can't assuming, get a proper yeah. burial. Um, I'll do some more research on that and we'll talk about it on, on Wednesday. Okay. But it's it's definitely um, on his mind. And then he, you know, brushes it off, gets up and heads over. And he does, he acts like my, my wife would, would say when I'm, when I'm mad or pissed off, this, uh, this is how I am, nonverbal. You know, uh, I don't want to talk. I'm just like, you know, just doing my actions. And that's how he's right. kind of treating Ellie at this at the, at this moment in time. Yeah. And it kind of left Ellie with an opening to kind of, I don't know, say something that was kind of a little, I don't know if I want to say shitty, but. Or her I, speech? I, her speech towards Joel. Like, so she says this whole thing, which I don't remember it verbatim, but something how it was. It was her. It was his choice and Tess's choice yeah. to take her on this path because she needed the battery. <laughs> you needed the battery to get to your brother. So don't blame me. You know Ellie saying this. Yes. For Tess dying. Yeah. Like telling Joel, like, hey, don't take this out on me that she died. It's not my fault. You guys chose to do this. And she does it in her Ellie way, right? The yeah. way she does the speech. But I actually think uh, when I rewatch, I want to really look at. Um, Pedro Pascal's facial expression, but I think he appreciates and respects her for giving that speech. Kind of like, hey, don't blame me. You guys know the deal. This is what you guys signed up for. And it wasn't, I didn't twist your arms to do it. You guys did it. So don't blame me for her passing. I don't, I didn't get that at all. See, I mean, we've come, we've, I, I think we can come to the conclusion that Joel is a pretty emotional person. Yeah. Um, he may try to hide his feelings internally a lot. Unless yeah. he wants to bail and leave. But, you know, I think internally, if he did love Tess and he had these emotions for Tess, he's probably hurting inside. So for her kind of oh, saying sure. that shit, it's a kind of... Look at his face. Seem, when you right, watch we'll, it, we'll watch his face. All right. uh, he, he kind of makes a... He kind of gives like, oh, this little, you know, she gives me... She, okay. okay. Uh, okay. Uh, he kind of is like, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. All right. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so he, no, that's why he's saying. Oh, no, I think so we now, should move on. <laughs> so now he tells her, we're going to take, it's a, it's a, a, I believe it's a five mile hike to um, Bill and Frank's. Bill and Frank's. And she, she mentions, are they kind of nice? And he's like, Frank's nice. Yeah. So right off the bat, he's kind of like telling you. Kind of shit with Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill's a jerk. Bill's not so, so nice. Right. So, but on the way there, they stop at, look like a gas station, liquor store or something. Yeah. yeah. Some convenience store. So. They go inside. Um, Joel's looking for some supplies that he hid. Yeah. I uh, can't figure it out. So Ellie goes into the back room. She finds Desmond's hatch. Desmond's hatch. Yeah. <laughs> for you lost he's in, fans. He's in there pressing buttons, you know, <laughs> riding a bicycle when no one's looking around, you know. Anyway, so she goes down there and, and she we got this, we get this little curiosity look of psycho. Psycho a little bit. She finds an infected. Yeah. Dude, Stuck under rubble. Yeah, who can't move or anything. So she decides to go stare at him for a little bit, cut yeah. his forehead with her knife. Yeah. I don't know. Some, like, she's very curious on... A little psycho-curious, though. Yeah. And then she shows a little anger and stabs it in the head. So obviously there's some anger there because the way she she kind of 
changes, you know, she's first she's putting it towards its eye, she cuts it a little, then she flips the knife over and just like a, a little bit of rage just stabs the thing right in the head. Yeah. You know, a little anger. So yeah. there's definitely something behind that. What kind of world do you think Joel was in? Because she was in there for quite a while, not <laughs> making any noise. Looking. And Joel's just like kicking stuff around, <laughs> not even worried, if, like, not even thinking if she's all right. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's going like, Joel. <laughs> and she comes out. And she doesn't even say anything. Yeah, with her with her tampons. Why she would found. she even go down there? She's curious. There was no reason. I mean, this is so stupid. Yeah, Why it's one of those scenes you see in a movie. You're just like, why yeah, is you this just, happening? You just take it. No you reason to do that. You, even fourteen year old, real fourteen year olds aren't doing that. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so now they're walking again. They're they, they they stop. They see a plane. She's enamored by it because she's never flown. Obviously, because yeah. it's, uh, there's no flying. She, she's and amazed like that. by planes. Yeah, plane. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. It's she imagine like a spaceship for us. Yeah, he ta or Joel talks about it. You know, being stuck in a tin can up, yeah. in, up in the air. Yeah, she's like, you got to fly. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like, she'll never experience that. Yeah. Like, but anyway. that walk gives us. They gave us like a lot of good information in that walk because um, they kind of debunked the thing about. We're probably never going to see a patient zero because the way Joel explains how the outbreak happens in his own words to her, because she kind of acts, um, he basically says it's some of the fungus or uh, the got into the food, into flour and, and and things like that, and spread all you know. And it was probably a major manufacturer spread yeah. all over the world. He mentioned it, it was in food, it was in bread. So he said pancakes because you know the neighbors were making pancakes that that morning. You so know, really uh, fast though that, that it, day in the Philippines in the yeah, in episode it was a flower two. Place, yeah. It was a flower place. So I wonder yeah. if that is actually where. All maybe the, the stuff first flew one, out. yeah. So maybe that, yeah. Maybe that could be patient zero ish. Yeah, there. yeah. Maybe it was the flower. Okay. So it, he he and the way he mentioned pancakes because it's it you know reminds that his daughter was going next door to they were making pancakes right if I if I remember correctly. Um, no, well she mother. did she or didn't cookies. make it was cookies. No, yeah. no, but hold on. Yeah. But she didn't make pancakes. Remember yeah. what if they would have made pancakes? She made yeah. a pancake mix. You're right because um, oh. um what's his name? Um Tommy came in and said, yeah. I thought we were having pancakes. Yeah, it's like we didn't have any pancakes. They, they dodged a bullet. Great right? take. They dodged a huge bullet because the pancakes would have been taken. And she doesn't eat the cookies. She doesn't eat the cookies. Because she doesn't like oatmeal. Exactly. Oh man. They, they, she dodged two bullets right they there. They dodged huge bullets. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and he, he basically explained how by by you know that Friday is when everything started going to hell. By Monday, it was it was it was over already. Right, the, the world, the, everything kind of collapsed, and um, they they reached to a point and they see like basically a human grave that's not dug up, where um, he basically Fedra, or be, actually this is before Fedra. This is just the the, the U.S. military. This is, at this, yeah, this uh, is the government. Government yeah. at this point, if the QC zones that they were setting up were overflowing with people they took people out basically took them out to the back old yeller and just they executed people um yeah infected or not horrible. infected and so infected she and, she and ellie's kind of like they would shoot the uh the yeah. people that weren't infected and he says well you know dead people don't get infected yeah and this is to me i mean we'll talk about it more on, on monday but this was the first kind of positive interaction i saw that the two of them the two characters had yeah they were actually this. having a normal conversation exactly exactly so so that's what i i i, I saw I, I picked up out of that and then they you know as you know this show has done a great job with the camera work i'll say they they, they kind of zoom in to the grave and you see what looks like a child's skeleton in a certain pattern clothing yeah. and another a, more a blanket of adult, a blanket that's yeah. what it, and then another 
you know, um, adult skeleton in, you know, another pattern fabric. And then that's when we get our first time jump. It's a flashback to September 30th, 20. It's 20 years. Yeah. yeah, 20 years earlier, 2003. Yeah. And now instead of the skeletons, you see a woman. What's her baby? What's Joel's birthday? The 26th. Of and September. This is four days later. Four days later. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this is you, you see the woman. She's in the back of a van and the military and with a bunch of other people. She's mm-hmm. holding her baby and they're driving away. So you kind of know they're driving out of this town. Right. Pretty much to go get executed. Yeah. They and, don't realize this. And then you see, but you see half that footage from uh, uh, Bill's per, uh, perspective from his security camera. Yeah, so now you get camera. to see Prepper Bill for the yep. first time. <laughs> like the Doomsday Prepper. Like I, you ever watched that Doomsday Prepper show? No, but I always back? wanted to. I, I I used to love watching that stuff. Getting you know people uh, people having their hatches and their 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 go bags and things like that. It was very interesting. And Bill, from what we see there, he is an ultimate prepper. Right. I mean, like any Doomsday Prepper is extremely motivated after seeing that scene right. to, to kind of get their setup to look like Bill's, right? You, they show you he has a ton of guns on the wall, cameras everywhere, TV. They pan to a sulfuric acid section, you know, a little foreshadowing there, right? They give you a little scene of that. Yeah. And you see he has pretty much everything you would need. He comes out from his... his and so his... his this is actually one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, his... <laughs> his bunker is actually under his basement, right? So right. We're, we're in LA. Not he's, there's, he's dual, there's he's no bunker. There's yeah. no basements here. But back east, everybody got basements pretty much, right? Right. He comes out when all the military guys and everybody in the town are out. He's in a gas mask, shotgun. He's ramboed out and he jumps out of the front door. Jumps out the front door and just like you know, <laughs> surveying the pointing area. at everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's been waiting. I get. You, I guarantee you, since he started like. His first days of prepping, yeah, he's been dreaming of the moment to jump out his front door in full <laughs> gear to start pointing at every, pointing his gun at everything. Yeah, and then we go into a classic 1980s full montage. Yeah, music. You see him. Oh, what was the music? Oh, we gotta pull it up for on. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk uh, about Wednesday. Wednesday. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what Wednesday's for. <laughs> the more deep dive, right? So now he, he's you see him going. He's 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 breaking into Home Depot. He's going in getting whatever he needs because the town is empty now it's a small town yeah right outside of boston right so he's he's doing he's building stuff he's he grabs a boat to haul everything yeah he's, he's he goes to the gas he goes to the gas place and turns the gas back on yeah for that himself. was pretty inter- yeah. you know pretty clever of him right yeah so he, he's he's full functioning doomsday he, he has he, he he's built he sets up his fence he sets up some traps yeah and then he goes and makes a nice dinner right <laughs> for himself yeah some red wine he, he knows what he's doing in the he, kitchen he, he made a nice sauce there it. yeah you saw that sauce he made look pretty good right <laughs> and then you see his first traps he makes traps for the infected yeah right pretty cool stuff it's basically you know we remember when we did um Die Hard and Home Alone for our other podcast um, still holds up. Right, we talked about how Home Alone is adult. I'm, uh, uh, Die Hard is adult Home Alone. Sure, this episode was adult Home Alone. Yeah, he had some crazy traps there. Yeah, you get to see one of them go off pretty early. It's, yeah, uh, what a zombie gets a trip or no, it just yeah, goes off like a laser sight or something. Yeah, trip wire. And a, yeah, and a gun just a shotgun just blow, blows him away. It is pretty cool. So that was pretty cool. Now you fast forward four years later. Yeah, um, and then you find breaking a hole. Frank is in a hole. Frank in a hole. He's like, don't shoot. You know, I'm not infected right off the bat. He basically tells him it was a group of 10. 
He's the last one. They're coming from Baltimore, the Baltimore QC, and he said it's it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. You know, I wish he tell was it infected or was it you know infighting? My guess you know, would be infected, probably right. And and of course, Bill has a tester. What doomsday prepper doesn't have a tester for zombies? Right. <laughs> that was, and he never gave an answer why but he, he also, has a tester. They also right? never showed how he got that because yeah. he clearly didn't have that in the beginning of when no. he was first prepping, and it didn't seem like he's seen anybody. Yeah. Since then. So where did he get it, that? It kind of would have been cool to see how he got that. Yeah. Like, you know. It's fine. We're moving on. Because uh, like you, I thought this might have been his first human interaction in four years. Like, because, you know, they kind of don't. They don't show him with they anyone show else. They don't anybody yeah. else. So I'm thinking it's just zombies. Because he thought, the way he walked out, he thought he was just going to go end the zombie. But, you know, end up being a person, right? So so he. <laughs> it's Frank in a hole. It's Frank in a hole. So. Frank does his Frank thing, convinces him not to shoot him, gets out of the hole, and they have a nice little interaction about, I'm not giving out free food like Arby's. And he's like, Arby's never gave out free food. And so he takes him home, lets him take a shower, because he has hot water, because he turns on the gas. Yeah, five more minutes, five more minutes. Oh, that, that, that must be... You know, when you haven't had a nice warm shower, man, I would have been in there for... Two hours. I would have like, dude. He might have been in there for two hours. He might have been in there for two hours. Bill Bill is being extremely hospitable. Yeah, which is I it's very odd for me. It is it's very odd for a person that seems like he didn't like anybody yeah. to begin with. He, Super paranoid. Obviously he didn't like his neighbors, he didn't like invite any of his neighbors to Nobody hang out in with town, him. no friends. It seemed very easy for him to Cut the world the, off. accept the person out of the hole, yeah. allow that person into their into his house. Mm-hmm. Feed this person a really nice dinner. A, he gave him rabbit and he paired it with the correct wine. What was it? He said, uh, I think it was a Baudelaire. I uh, will check on Wednesday, but yeah, it was sure. pretty good. I like rabbit. I've never had rabbit. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. And he's 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 obviously, like I, I noticed right from the jump, the way he's presenting the food and the way he's pouring the wine, he's one, he's extremely cultured. The piano double shows that he's extremely cultured. And either he was a restaurateur or he worked in a, a fine restaurant because the way he presents the plate, spins it around, yeah. the way he holds the wine bottle, pours it. That's somebody who's trained and he's done it a lot. He, they, he never mentions what he did before. No, does never, he? never. He didn't, not in the episode. We'll look back at it. He probably had his own restaurant. Yeah, it's either he had his own restaurant or he served at some point because he was a chef or server, yeah, so, something in the food definitely industry. Definitely a chef because the way he, he, the plating on that was amazing. phenomenal. Yeah, it looked like Gordon Ramsay would be happy, right? Yeah. So um, maybe <laughs> he's a cultured doomsday prepper, right? Frank no, Frank um, notices a piano. You know, obviously this world is not for entertainment. He plays he, try, he finds you know what, what what was her name? Um, they played her songs throughout the episode. Linda Rostand. Do you yeah, know her? So. Do you, Do you know any of her work? Uh, I mean. Not really. I'm sure maybe my dad used to play it a bunch of times, but yeah. I'm not really 100% familiar with it. I'm, I have no clue. So he, he Frank fumbles around with a, 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 a piece of music that's prevalent in this episode. And then <laughs> you can see Bill's face like, oh, you're butchering this. And he's kind of like, get up, you know. And then Frank is like, you go ahead. And he plays it obviously correctly. And Frank shoots his shot. I don't know if he I, he plays it correctly. I because I'm not familiar with, with more the song. emotion. I'll say definitely with 100 percent more emotion. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the song. I mean, I'm sure if I heard the actual real version, yeah. then I would you know be like, oh yeah. I don't know if he just like slowed it down to half time to make it more emotional. Okay. Yeah, or if um, 
Frank was trying to play it as is, and he just couldn't gotcha. make it happen. And also, is he was out of key and blah blah blah. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll I'll, we'll listen to the original version. And we could talk a little bit more, yeah. more about that on one. But Frank notices the way he's singing very emotionally, and like I said, he shoots a shot. He's kind of like, "Who's the girl that you're you're singing about?" And he's like, mm, "No girl." And then um, he realize he's like, he kind of gets closer. And he, I guess he says he 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 knows there's no girl because he's kind of getting you know uh, the the homosexual vibes coming from Bill. I guess I mean like he's like I know you know and he he shoots his shot. He he leans in for a kiss, right? And Bill kind of he starts to emotionally break down because I think he hasn't well, had human contact. I think they're in both so crying. Long. I think they're both yeah, crying because they haven't the had human yeah. contact in so long, and it's it's very emotional for them. They, they they're at this point they're standing up and they're embracing, and it's it's obviously you. We're talking about this is how many years now? Four years since the 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 pandemic, and from our knowledge as a viewer, Bill hasn't seen, talked, or obviously had no interaction but, yeah, with man or first, woman. Yeah. First human contact. Yeah. So now they they he tells Frank tells him go take a shower, and he's waiting upstairs. And and basically they 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 get into bed and Bill Frank asks has he ever been with a man before? He's like a woman a long time ago. He's never been with a man. Right. So what this this scene basically does is solidify their relationship. Yeah. Um and. (laughs) Frank does make a point at some point to say, hey, you know, I don't just do this with anybody. Like, yeah, I'm not just here. I'm not here for the meal. I want to be here longer. And then... He said a couple of days. A couple of days. And then we get our next time jump. Four years or three years no, later. No, it's three years later. Three, yeah, three years, years later. later. Yeah. So so and he's like, I, I won't, I'm going to have to stay for a couple of days. It ends up being three years. Yeah. And then three years later, it shows them like going outside and having a couple's fight. Yeah. Typical. Um, three so years. Their, honeymoon's you know, over. Yeah. And, and Frank <laughs> is talking about... That place, the house, the street, yeah. all, the, all the neighboring houses, that it's like that it's his as well. Yeah. Like he is now a part of, you know, Bill's this town. life. It's part of his, you know, like what's his is his, blah, blah, blah. So, and the, they're, they're having not a typical couple's <laughs> argument because. In some sense, it is. I mean, I guess it is because, you know. They're talking I, about not having friends and he wants friends. friends over. How many times have you had this with your wife? Like, we need to make more friends or, especially when you move. Like, I moved here, right? So, it was like, we move here, we got to make new friends, right? So, no, you I have ha- these arguments. No, I had kids. So, every kid I have, <laughs> I lose 10 friends and gain one. <laughs> So I have three kids now. So I lost have, thirty. So I have three friends. <laughs> you lost thirty. Right? You're one of them. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 in the in the in the government in the argument, he kind of like Frank kind of tells Bill like you are like that paranoid conspiracy theorist doomsday prepper, and he's like he's like you think you think the 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 governments are Nazis. He's like the government is Nazis because now Fedra has really taken yeah. over. Well, he says like yeah, grow, now they are. Now they yeah. are right. Right. So he's like, now Frank is like, we're going to have friends over. I'm, I met somebody on the radio. I a met a woman. girl. I met, I met a, girl. a girl. And he's like, who? <laughs> right? And they, they fast forward now. They're having lunch with Tess and Joel. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm like, wow, Tess and Joel have been together for a long time. because Yeah, because it's only so. Uh, it's seven years since the pandemic. So that's a minimum they're together 13 years. Yeah. Minimum 13 years. Yeah. So that, like. 
after watching last episode, does that look like, you know, you know, people who've been together for 13 years? That brings back my theory about her saying, you never, I never asked you to feel the way I felt. They've been together for a long time. Yeah, but then we can fast forward to the, to the letter from Bill. Yes. So we'll, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Okay. Don't rush. I, I feel at Don't some rush. point. Don't rush. I feel at some point. He will talk more about Tess yes. to Ellie yeah. in future episodes. At least I'm That's hoping good, yeah. I'm hoping he is because mm-hmm. obviously that barrier that he has up right now for his emotions that he has mm-hmm. in front of Ellie. Yeah. Their adventures through, you know, yeah. the post pan or the pandemic or post apocalyptic or what or post the apocalypse. Yeah. How do I say it? Post apocalyptic. Whatever. Their adventure is gonna open up open up those feel like those barriers down so that way he'll be able to have those emotional conversations with Ellie. Now, I don't know for you, but if you ever have gone to have lunch or dinner with a new couple at their place or if they're at your place, the it's it's funny how they recreate this because you experience this in real life. It's like the men will go off either somewhere to go, you know, try to bond and the women will go somewhere to kind of bond or, you know, the mates go like they're in the kitchen and they're going to or take a tour and the men are just like hang out TV. This is kind of they, they kind of recreate something like that. You see um, Tess and Frank, they go inside. I forgot what for. We'll find out on Wednesday, maybe when we watch. And then no, Bill yeah. is still sitting there with Joel negotiating with a gun in Joel's face. Great scene, though, by the way. You yeah, know, I did kind of that each other. that whole scene because you never see Joel's left hand. It's yeah. always his right hand that's on top. Ooh, it's, it's, nice catch! I I kind of thought that maybe he had a gun. Yeah, on uh, Bill as well, and then at some point he was going to show him. Okay, like, hey, I got a gun on you too. So <laughs> that would have been cool, but that didn't happen. Yeah, they were they were enjoying a fine meal that uh, Bill uh, created, but they they start negotiating, and Joel kind of you know, does a great job of like, hey, there's stuff in the QC zone that you don't have medicine, so on and so forth. And, you know, we can do a nice, you know, yeah. work together. He also points out, I mean, he knows his shit when it comes to... Oh, this architecture. Architecture, his, his yeah. Construction he, was a, he, was a, he was a contractor. Contractor, yeah. Um, So he points out like, hey, I know your fence is falling apart. You know, I yeah. get you all the stuff that'll last you, you know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so that kind of starts their foundation. And like, then you can use them, you can help them. Yeah. And then the scene ends, which I think is kind of cool. Great um, stuff in that end scene. Yeah. Ellie, or I'm sorry, um, Tess, Tess and Frank, they're kind of walking together, co- going towards the fence. And you hear Frank telling her, hey, I'll, let's start, let's use the radio. Exactly. Uh, we can do codes. You kind of yep. hear him. I think he creates he, the code. He says it. I think he does say, it. okay. Yeah, he yeah. says 80s is trouble. Yeah. And then they start fading that out. So he, you obviously see Frank is the one that created that code. Yeah. And then if you notice, he gives her some clothes and it's that shirt that she was wearing when she got offed. You know, that, that burgundy reddish shirt that's in the video games and also in the thing. So that was a nice little Easter egg. Oh, that, I know. So it was Frank that gave her, I, I'm pretty sure. But we'll double check and reconfirm on Wednesday. But okay. when when watching, I, I kind of you know took a mental note on that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He he makes the thing and gives her the shirt. Um, and again, it's the typical couple split. You know, jo- um, Ellie. I mean, um, Tess is talking with Frank and they're having a private conversation. And then Bill and Joel and Joel t- warns him about was it Raiders? Raiders. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, right? at some point, like it's not gonna. Or he says to him. You don't have to worry about Fedra. Fedra's not going to come up here, but yeah. you are going to get Raiders. Yeah. And then Bill tells him, yeah, don't worry about that yeah. in, in his own way. Yeah. And then three years later again, three years forward, later, now you see Frank and Bill, they're, they're out for a jog. You can noticeably see Frank's in better shape and Bill, Bill's older. 
right? So he's 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 struggling along, and he ha- Frank has a surprise for him. He brings him to one of the house's backyards, and he has a nice garden that he's set up with strawberries. Strawberries. Now, me personally, now I'm going to have to go do some more research on the fungus. I'm not eating anything from the earth that's full of fungus, humans. And, you know, Tess already mentioned that these vines go underground. And I don't know how deep this connection with the fungus is going at this point in this world. I'm not eating any fresh vegetation. You know, I'm a little worried uh, at this point. But they they enjoy the strawberry because they probably haven't had one in years, obviously, right? I mean, yeah. I'll leave. You Would know you what? eat it? Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll leave the. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. I'll about leave that. the fungus research to you. You see, that seems to be more up your alley. I'll yeah. just, I'll just, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, and he and he he mentions um, at that moment they have a nice moment that he was. Ne- Bill says to Frank, I, I I think I wrote it down. Uh, he was never afraid before until Frank showed up yeah. in the crops. That's not the exact line, but that's what I I jotted down. So he has a a reason, right? Yeah, a- and. No, now you, fa- you you fast forward not years but that it seems I'm assuming like that night, it night, seems right? that night yeah that, right that night uh, the raiders have come you get Rambo in the streets Rambo in the streets Frank wakes up he's yelling looking for Bill he runs downstairs the there's raiders outside in the fence getting barbecued and Frank's in the street I know you hate this with the with a, a bolt action sh- you know rifle with a scope on it and he's sh- he's shooting people from the streets. Look, I'll let you, I'll let you go take your. Th- I'm go just, ahead. okay. Go I'm ahead. just saying. I'll let you have it. This this human being, this prepper, seems like he's yeah. been preparing for this moment all his life <laughs> to you know take defend on, his own. To, to, yeah, I guess to defend his own. The fact that he grabbed a sniper rifle and decided to go stand in the middle of the street <laughs> and try shooting them made absolute no sense whatsoever. Now, if he was out his window in his house, yeah, sniping. Makes more sense. If he's down, like behind a bush, yep. behind the pillar, yep. in the in another house across the street, there's multiple places. Clock this tower, guy, especially since it's raining too. Yeah. You can find multiple places to hide. Lay down on the street, <laughs> make it harder for them to hit you. He's standing up there with a sniper rifle. He was doing all right until Frank runs out and distracts him, and then he gets hit. Yeah, I right? guess so. We can we can blame that on Frank, but I built. I think it's a it's just poor move on Bill, and I know. Go ahead. There's nothing you can say that I would think <laughs> that that would that any rational person would do that, or what a do you scared, mean, or a scared person? person, because scared people also don't run into the middle of the street. Okay, I I, I get you on all this, making it easier for the villain to shoot you. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But listen, they never said he had he was military trained to think matter. about higher ground. He's worried about you know about Frank inside. Adrenaline's going. This is probably the most action he's had in a, in in a long time. He has a lot of nerve. He just runs out, and I'm going to start shooting. He's okay. not thinking about you know General Patton. Let's get higher ground and uh, you're telling great line me. of sight. He's not he's not military you're trained. Telling me out of he's all, just a prepper. All the prepper magazines and research yes. that he's done. That, there's never been books. one article. Oh, there sure that is. Said the best there way sure is. to defend your home yes. is from cover. Yes, but you're you're <laughs> you're forgetting you're forgetting the environment he's in right now. It's a stressful situation. He's not trained for this stressful situation. Just because you read, like just because you read something and and tells you what to do when you're actually in the line of fire of the stressful 
difficult situation doesn't mean you perform according to the books. We see that all the time with the police. We see that it with people who are even trained, like the police and the military. If you're not properly trained under stressful situations, you might not you might not revert to your training, your basic training, and remember all the stuff you learned. That's for people who are trained. They sometimes mess up. So now you're talking about a doomsday prepper who might have read a billion times, but when you're in that line of fire, you don't know how you're going to react. We, I, I, I understand your point, like he was but you playing, still can't assume. He, he ran out like he was playing Call of Duty Maybe and trying to like, you know, have a uh, faster <laughs> twitch than everybody else and get the three guys out there. All right. On but, that, but on, good, it was a good take. I had a big, bigger problem with him even taking Frank in. I mean... You're a paranoid prepper, and you're gonna trust a guy in your home. What happens if Frank just slits his throat while he's sleeping? Okay, like, I, I had more problems with that than Rambo Bill in the streets. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll we'll be right back. <laughs> Guys, want an amazing night out where you get to enjoy award-winning wine with a comfortable and relaxing atmosphere? Well, if you're in the LA County area, Pacello Winery's tasting room is just an Uber ride away. The tasting room is very comfortable, laid back, and relaxing with ample seating and a heated back patio that offers a relaxing and private atmosphere. With over 35 years of collective winemaking experience, Steve Lemley and Nate Hasper joined forces in 2009 to create Pacello Winery's first vintage. The two share an uncompromised and very passionate approach to winemaking that continues to push the limits of their craft with every vintage. Highly rated and award-winning, Pacella Wineries even were named Wine Enthusiast Magazine's highest-rated Zinfandel in the entire California Central Coast. With hotels and restaurants nearby, Pacella Wineries Tasting Room is the ideal date-night experience. Make sure to mention this podcast when you visit and get a free tasting. Can't make it to the tasting room? Check them out online at PacelloWinery.com and feel free to email them for future wine deliveries in your area. That's Pacello Winery, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And remember, Pacello Winery simply doesn't just follow other winemaking trends, meaning there are no limitations to the envelope they push. That's PacelloWinery.com, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. W-I-N-E-R-Y dot com. All right, and we're back. So after Rambo Street Bill Rambo failed his military tactic, he gets hit. Frank brings him into the house. Yeah. And he thinks he's, Bill thinks he's, he's it's over. I he thought got, it was over. He got hit like on the left side, right, abdomen. He's telling Frank, contact Joel because the way I took it was Bill doesn't think Frank can handle it by himself, can handle this. To me, it's a doomsday utopia, right? It's right. It's well-guarded. The, the the Raiders are still getting barbecued. And he tells them, don't worry about the Raiders. The fence will take care of them, right? But call Joel. He made sets of keys. You know, Joel can come here and, and like stay with you and take care of you. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that might be the, we're kind of speculating, Cyril, I want to say that for Wednesday, but I wonder if that's the moment um, that Bill passes out and I thought he died because he's, you know, he passed out with his eyes open. Kind of weird. Um, That Frank does reach out to Joel. Joel does come. Mm -hmm. And that's the point when he does go, here's the code to the place now. Now I'm going to need you in case case shit goes down. You know, if you, if you could back, if you could back us up, you know, and yeah. so I think that's when he actually starts trusting 
Joel Moore. We obviously don't see that, but I'm just speculating that. I, I think I agree with you on that because now he realizes his mortality, his possibility is like, you know what? If I ever go, I need somebody who can yeah, and take go- care of Frank. Yeah, and I love, I think, I think you're spot on on that. Because yeah, it goes back to when he, the, the thing that he says to Frank, you know, we're assuming that pre, that morning or whenever after yeah. the jog, I was never scared of anything before, but now yeah. I'm scared because, yeah. you know, I don't want anything to happen to you. And yeah. So, yeah, okay. Very touchy. So now we're fast forward. It's a big one. To the present time. No, this is uh, 10 years. Oh, yeah, 10 years. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah, 10 years later. Well, actually, yeah, uh, yeah. well, it's, cl- it's no, 10 years right. later, but I still, we still. It's current time. It's current time. We came to the conclusion that we think it's a month. Yeah, uh, month a month before Ellie and Joel we'll get and to that. sleep. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely it's ten years later from Rambo Bill in the streets. It's twenty twenty three, and we see Frank is now in a wheelchair. He and if you remember the previous segment, the time jump, you saw them running in the streets, and Frank was more fit, and Bill was like struggling along. Now, Bill, yeah, and Bill also just gotten shot, and Bill just gotten shot. So you're thinking, wait, now Frank is in the wheelchair. He he looks pretty beat up. They're both aged. Obviously, it's ten years. Bill still lumbering around. He's watering his plants, and Frank is doing like, I gotta look up who did all this artwork for this episode. Sure. Um, Frank is doing a lot of art, but the artwork is pretty awesome in the yeah, episode. Yeah, but, but it looks like he's also struggling with yeah, his art now. Like his, 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 uh, his yeah, it seems like his hand motion's kind of messed up. I mm-hmm. I think he has ALS now. Yeah. Um, we'll look up and see, confirm yeah, it. But I think I it's ALS because yeah. he he, they make a comment later on um, that there was no cure before this, you know, yeah. before the apocalypse. So yeah. what makes you think there'd be a cure now? So that, yeah. that makes me think he's in a wheelchair. He can't really move very well. Yeah, and he's taking a ton of pills, you know, um, um, Bill is feeding him, and all you can see him, he's leaned forward to, like, sip out of a straw, so it's it's a tough existence for him right now, Yeah, Uh, for somebody who had such um, um, uh, flair for life, right? Yeah. You know, you could see he's a person who enjoyed life, and now, because when when Bill is feeding him the first time, you see how much he enjoyed it, Um, he enjoyed running. He was. They were living a normal life together yeah. uh, 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 in this crazy time, and now he can't do any of that stuff. So he's obviously bummed out, dis- depressed, and he has a. Uh, they have a nice conversation about how he wants to basically end it. He wants to have one more great day. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, and the day is they go to his bu- uh, his boutique that he's been yeah curating <laughs> curating. On the, yeah, and um, they decide they're going to get married. They, yeah, they marry themselves. And he wants a nice dinner that an, Bill yeah. makes. And he wants, uh, but he wants Bill to take all the pills that he has, mm-hmm. crush them up, and then put it in wine for him. Then yeah. he wants him to sip, and then Frank will sip the wine, and then he wants Bill to take him to bed yeah. where he can fall asleep, and then that would be it. Yeah. And then while he's saying this, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that kind of sucks for Bill because <laughs> then the following day, Oof. he now has the love of his life laying in his bed. Yeah. So now you got to, drag him out of there you know dispose of him in whatever way you know it's i'm thinking of like the next day which kind of yeah, sucks that's, i mean su- the, that day time. sucked and then you know it's he still has to live with all that stuff well maybe he wouldn't do that because a lot of times in in other um zombie or post-apocalyptic worlds people usually just like leave the person in that room they tape it up and they just they they don't handle it they just leave them in there and they never go back into that room. Really? You know, uh, you, you see all the time you, when when people are like, whether it's 
any uh, I am legend or any of those you see people walk you know when they're scavenging they go into a house they scavenge stuff and then they go into a room and you see people laid in the bed you know dead or either they're dead or their their kids are in another room dead it's just like you just leave it alone you know if you leave you leave Tess left his son in the basement right killed the husband Sometimes you don't you don't yeah, but bury then, him. But then Tess but maybe left. he would. Bill would. But then Tess left. If, Tess if, left. If, if that's still Bill, if that's still going to be Bill's home, and Bill's supposed to yeah continue to live, maybe he would bury him. I think he would take him out and he would bury him. And that's so, still tough, regardless. That's right? what I was thinking, anyways, when he said that. But it turns out that didn't really matter, anyways. No, uh, they they have a wonderful dinner. He brings out that bottle, same bottle of wine that they had the first night. Um, he cooked for him the first time they they cooked. Uh, he he actually cr- pours the pills into um, Frank's cup. Bill does. Right. He he's, he drinks it, and then Bill hesitates for a moment. Then he takes his cup and he drinks, and then Frank kind of you know puts two and two together and like you you put pills in the bottle, didn't you? Right. I think yeah. that's what he said. He said enough to kill a horse. I <laughs> yeah, think, enough to kill a or horse. an elephant or something. Yeah. So there, you know, Bill who in the beginning of this episode when we were introduced to him he's completely happy being a loner running around town by himself and now he can't see himself living as a loner anymore because frank has changed him so much and he's cared so much and loves the guy so much that he's like you know what if you're gonna go out i'm gonna go out too right yeah and he does make a comment that it's not it's not a tragedy i can't remember exactly what he said but it's had something to do with also, I mean, he is older now. Yeah. Like he has lived his life. Yeah. And I think he what he the point he's trying to make is that I've 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 already lived all that I want to live now. Like yeah. you know. So And he um, mentions that you were my purpose. You're my purpose, yeah. Right. He says he's Does he say it to him or does he say it in the letter? Um, I think he might have said it to him because okay. I have it here at this point and we haven't okay. gotten to the letter yet. Okay. So he he says you were my purpose. So we'll we'll double check that for Wednesday's episode. But I have it written down here. You were my purpose. Okay. And he's and I said Bill ends it as well. So they go yeah. to their room and obviously they're gonna go sleep it and um go to sleep and yeah, not wake up. And that's the last you see of them. And that I mean that was that was an emotional scene. That was an emotion. Not only was that an emotional emotional scene, but that day was because you knew what the end result was going to be. Yeah, and it was well done. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. That up or that whole their us portion being, of this episode. Yeah, their. I mean, yeah, us being introduced to Frank and Bill. Mm-hmm. You know, even though from it was we're only going to see them in one episode from the beginning to the end. It was a very powerful, emotional, award winning, most likely yeah scene. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it was good. Hopefully, we see them in flashbacks, like we saw Tess here. We saw right? Tess for a little bit. Saw she a little Tess twenty there. seconds worth of screen time, <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. Now we're, we're we're again. Now this was pretty much it's twenty twenty three, um, but from what you surmise, it's probably a month off from the right. present time. So yeah, three to four weeks, we'll say. Yeah, because now we fast forward to we see Joel and Ellie. They show up. Um, yeah. Joel has the code now to, yep. your, to get into the place. He goes in. Um, he notices the flowers are not like yeah, watered. So he, yeah, he knows something's so wrong. Something's wrong because the, they showed you a few scenes earlier. Even though Bill was old, he was still watering the flowers. They were they were up kept, and now they're kind of drooping. Right. So he kind of knows it's not quite right. Yeah. He go, he goes inside with Ellie. Tells Ellie to wait while he goes and scopes out the house. Yeah. Right when he's about to open the bedroom door to see you know yeah. Bill and Frank in there, Ellie. I think it was kind of stuck, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah. I can't maybe. remember. 
but it looked like it was kind of stuck. Like he might have put something in front of it. Yeah. Well, Ellie, you know, Ellie finds the letter. Yeah. And then you know she proceeds to read it to Joel, and you know. The letter pretty much said that he hate. It was dated August 29th, right? So August 29th, and I think we're we're let's assume we're in September, so three to four weeks. We'll double check on that, but it, it well, said that he hated to... the world, right? Right. And um, he said, basically, there, there was one person worth saving, um, which obviously was Frank, um, and that you know, Joel should protect Tess. Right, um, Ellie doesn't read that. She stops when she, she stops. The word, she, yeah, when it says with, with Tess, Tess yeah. and Joel takes it and he reads it. Um, pretty much, he, Bill kind of suggests advises Joel to be because there there there's a character similarity between the two. Like, be a protector, um, even if it's worth saving one person. Right. Right. Um, Joel now he's he goes outside and now you kind of see it like a little bit of emotion but no tears still none, no tears none yet so he's he's still he's still dealing with a lot right you know he probably never properly mourned you know his daughter now it's Tess and right he 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 has the stress of worrying about his brother and now this now he obviously had a relationship with Bill and Frank they're gone um he has a moment no tears but then you know again. He's so hardened. He has his moment, and then he just looks at the keys, and he's back on mission. Like yeah, he, he goes he could, right back to he goes to a garage looking for your favorite thing. Well, he goes. He finds the car. Uh, he didn't find, give me the battery. He finds the truck. He opens the. <laughs> he, he takes the. You know the. Yeah. The cover off. He opens up the hood, and then inside ain't no battery. No battery. So he's still got to find a battery. But luckily, in the fridge, Bill has battery parts in there. Yeah, some sulfuric acid, acid, acid stuff. Right. So then he comes back in, he talks to Ellie and tells Ellie, now I, I'm... That acid was, they showed it to you in the beginning, show you a little more of it. Right. So for acid is a important part of a battery. Right. For people who don't know. But in the letter, in the letter, um, Bill tells um, Joel to protect the, you know, what what's important to you the most, yeah. right? What, I mean, what you love or... Yeah. However he says it. Mm -hmm. I think now Joel is replacing Tess... With Ellie to protect Ellie. Yeah. So now it's, it's beginning. Yeah. So now it's the beginning. He comes in. He sets up some ground. He sets up ground rules. Three for rules. Three rules. Which the rules are. Hold on. I know you wrote them down. Let's yep. see if I remember them. Um, he tells him about his brother in Wyoming before the rules. Right. We, I got a brother. I got a brother. He was a firefly. He'll know how to get you to the to the hospital to the the scientist you know, scientist or whatever. Yeah. I got three rules. First rule is you don't talk about tests. Yep. That's the first rule. Yep. Uh, second rule is. You got this. Come on. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> Hold on. How about the third? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. Don't tell anybody that you're infected. Don't show them the bite. Don't show yeah. them the bite. Because I'll give you they're, that. Not, they're not going to hesitate to shoot you. That's the second one, yep, right? I'll give you that. Uh, the third one is uh, we don't, oh, we don't, you don't tell me your backstory. I won't tell you my backstory. That's actually part of number one. That was part of number one. That's not three. But I'll give you half a credit for that because it's like don't talk about tests. Actually, don't even talk about yourself, or may, we're not talking backstories. No bite, and the third one, the most important rule: don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> no, you listen to everything I say. Okay. Listen to Joel. 
Yeah. So you then, know, so it's then not re- democracy. Right. Then she replies with, you know, do whatever you tell me to do. Something like Pre- that. Yeah, exactly. So, but now they go down. And to he the- smirks when, 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 like that. Did you notice he has a little smirk on his face? He's starting to soften a little bit. You got to look at Pedro Pascal's I think he has some digestion. He didn't, oh, he man. He had some digestion. Okay. So anyway, so now. Oh, they- no. He smirks when they get to the bath- battery, actually. I, I, I jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped the gun on that one. I, I wrote it down here, but he smirks when because they, they didn't they go leave. the truck first, right? No, no, no. no you're right. He, he goes no, back. He, he goes inside and tells the rules, and then goes and finds the truck. Yeah, he, he smirks. messed me up, man. No, I'm not editing this. No, you don't need to. I'm not gonna edit this. We just watched it like 15 minutes ago. Well, how long we've we been talking? No, it's they're back in the garage now. Um, Ellie uh, notices that there's hot water, right? Um, she turns on a faucet. She's like, I'm going to take a shower. And then she tells him he needs to take a shower because obviously he stinks, right? And and that's when he smirks, kind of softening up. Because I think at that moment, that's something like his daughter would have told him. Like, you know? Right. When, you know? when do they go down into the basement? When is that? What do you mean? the With the, oh, um, with the key? Yeah. Um, That's probably, I think. I, I don't remember if it's before or after the shower, but it's around there. Oh, man, we're messing this up. It's okay. It's, well, I'm going to go to that scene really quick. Oh, that's, okay, go ahead. Because that's when I came up with, or that's when I came up with the, or when I thought the time jump or like how far apart it was from them leaving the QZ to them arriving. Yeah. Because right when the time went, or so he says, when he's looking at the computer, correct me if I'm wrong, that this music will play if it's not reset every- It's before the shower. Before the shower. I'm 100% sure it's before the shower. Because like you said, he he, um, he goes down there. She's like, you're talking about the computer, right? Yeah. It, it, it resets every three weeks. Right. So it resets every three weeks. So right when they leave the QZ, they show that scene at the yeah. end where the music plays. It's 80s music. It's right? 80s music. It means there's there's trouble. Yeah. So that means it's most likely been around three weeks since, Excellent. since they uh, committed suicide. Yeah. And the reason I remember it's after it's before the shower because Ellie is her fascination with getting a gun because yeah because Bill has all those guns on the wall and she again tries to get a gun and, and Bill's like right. no and then then we fast forward to when they're she's upstairs she's rummaging around Bill's in the shower at this point and she finds a gun and and you know she, she what it was it was like in a desk. Or something. Yeah, she it's, finds it's a actually. Gun. I think it's the same gun mm-hmm. that Frank grabbed to go out there and watch his boyfriend acting like Rambo in the street. <laughs> it probably is. It's, a, it's, or, a, it's in the same spot. Or it's the gun. Yeah. Is it the same gun from the lunch date where where he has it pointed on the table? No, I think it's a different gun. Different gun. Okay. Different gun. So anyway, it's um. It's so she, she finds the gun, and she hears. Joel coming back from his shower. She sticks in her bag real quick, and then she's like, oh, you clean up well. Joel is nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Hop into the car, um, and they're driving away. Um, she, she's obviously never really been in a car. She didn't even know how to buckle a seatbelt. Yeah, she didn't even know what a seatbelt was. She, he said, like, put your seatbelt on. He looked like her. She looked like a what? You know, kind of thing. You know, she, she buckles the seatbelt. She goes through the, um, the glove box and finds... Uh, a tape of Linda Rostan and it's playing that song again. And Oh, um, is that the same song that I, they're trying I, to play on the piano? I believe it's the same song. I'm oh, crap. I'm pretty sure it's the same song. I didn't put that together. We'll 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 we'll, we'll double check and make sure we'll double check on Wednesday. But I'm pretty sure it's this Hollywood. That's what they do. Right. right? <laughs> so they drive away. Joel has a cool little remote control to an awesome new 
you know, back cave, you want to call it, whatever you want to call this, uh, this town. He opens the gate and they're off. Yeah. I'm a little, little shocked. They didn't spend a couple nights there to kind of like decompress, decompress, refresh, but you know, and then the the show, the show ends, they show you the window in the letter Bill's left for Joel. He said, um, I'm going to leave the window open so the air can, you know, not make the house stink. And that's the window they, they 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 pan out of the room, and that's when they go to black. That you can see Ellie and Joel driving off, and the windows open, and episode's over. Yeah. Uh, episode what is it called? Long, long time. Overall, good episode. Yeah. Um. Very emotional. It's it's an emotional. It's a tearjerker. It's a it's it's definitely a good story. It's a self-contained story. Yeah. Obviously. Um. Kind of in my opinion, which is not going to be a popular opinion. Mm-hmm. This is a filler episode. It's not a filler, it, dude. I, I said, told look, you. Look, I said from the very beginning, and we can t- get more de- and deep with this on Wednesday. I said from the beginning, what's going to make this show is going to be the relationship between Joel and Ellie, right? Yes. So that really wasn't a focal point at all in this episode, which is fine, which is it fine. It was. But you introduced two characters that you took out immediately- Mm-hmm. In the same exact episode, that they had no real interaction with them to help them get to their next destination, with the ex- with the exception of, I got the key, I got the truck, I finally got a battery, now I'm going. No, that's but not- it was it's a great story, but it's in the long scheme of things, it's a filler piece. No, it's, it's not a that's filler fine. piece because Bill to the viewer it, it show is it's a it's a correlation between Bill and Joel. At the time when Joel gets that letter and Bill is telling him to be a protector, Bill knows the kind of man, I mean, Joel knows the kind of man Bill was. Kind of like him, hardened, survival, survivalist, you know, um, didn't really care for the world. And he, Bill, Joel, I mean, Joel knows that Bill's love for Frank kind of changed him and he made him be a protector, right? He even mentions it, in, Bill mentions in his article, in his letter, that protect you know, his whole purpose was to protect Frank. Now you need to protect Tess at the, at this time. But he was already doing that, though. S- sort of, but Not really. it, it was look, good look, words look to how, hear. Look Listen. how good, look how protective he was when he saw her just with a black eye. I know. And then obviously, he's well, doing what, it. What was but sometimes guy? it's good to hear from somebody who's like you something that is at this at this moment when he's hearing this. Tess is gone, but now he can refocus to protect. Uh, Ellie, this is for this episode was for Bill, okay? Not for Bill, for Joel. It we as the viewer, if we just had gotten a letter from a character named Bill saying you need to protect, you know, protect your own kind of kind of thing, like the the letter says, we wouldn't have no reference point, no context to that. To for for the words coming from somebody so impactful that's basically almost like a clone of Joel. So now, now that we've gotten to see why Bill is like Joel in terms of being hardened and then softening up because he found love in this world, now when those words come out to Joel, they, they resonate more. Now, they resonated for Joel because Joel already knew Bill, who Bill was, and he knew Bill's story arc and his love for Frank. Now, us as the viewer, we have that context to understand Bill telling Joel to be a protector holds more weight 
to Joel because Joel knows the kind of man Bill was. Now we know the kind of man Bill was as well. So those words are, resonate more for Bill, for Joel, and for us as the viewers. So it was very important in that context. You can't just look at it as a Phil piece, but it's it's helping to shape the 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 character arc uh, that Joel is going to have to protect Ellie throughout this show. That's why it's a very important episode, and that's why they put it in the beginning. You're so passionate about it. <laughs> I'm gonna say you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, no, this is this is this is how I took the episode. No, I, I didn't mean, take I it could, as a film. I, could, I, I could took s- it as that. I could see how you'd see it that way. All right, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm seeing it your way. <laughs> it's late, man. It's late. <laughs> Well, we, we'll have plenty more to talk about. We'll do some more. Uh, we'll do a rewatch, and yeah. I'll see if that if I still get that in the when I do the rewatches. That's what because that's what I got out of the episode. I, I we'll we'll talk more about it on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> All right, so we can both agree though it was a very good episode. Yes, it's more than a filler. More, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna let you up on fillers that. fillers can be good episodes. I'm okay. s- they, they can. So, anyways. <laughs> You have Wednesday to change my mind as well. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna rewatch it uh, once more tomorrow with my wife, and then I'll watch it again before Wednesday. So maybe I'll jump onto your side. But I think it's time to wrap this up a little bit. Um, I can't wait to, for Wednesday to. I, I don't know why Frank is there. I I, I want to relook at this because I if it was me I wouldn't do it. I don't trust people like that, man. Thanks again. To, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again to our Patreon producer uh, Night Rider uh, One Sixty Nine. Um, thank you so much. And if uh, you, anyone else out there wants to help support this, uh, support this podcast, you know, feel free to jump on to Patreon, uh, com slash Rotcha Brain Media. Um, also if you hear anything or if you've seen anything or you noticed anything that we missed in this, uh, you know, talk through or something you want us to bring up on Wednesday's episode, you know, shoot us a message. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you once again, this, uh, this community grows with your help. So thanks again. Um, also don't forget to check out, uh, our other podcast still holds up. New episodes are going to be coming out this week. So look for nice. that. Um, once again, thank you so much. And, uh, you know what else? What bill? Not only he had hot water, I'm sure he has all the toiletries you need. That's where you need to be. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Intro music composed by Kyle Torme. Outro music and bed music composed by Jason Zaffrey. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last of Us, a Rot Your Brain podcast. Subscribe to The Last of Us podcast feed at rotyourbrainmedia.com slash The Last of Us. Follow us on Twitter at rot underscore your brain and support Rot Your Brain Media and its podcast by being a part of this exciting new and growing community. Visit patreon.com slash rotyourbrainmedia.com.